0: It's our mid-year retrospective. We talk about our favorite episodes, what we are watching and listening to, and dealing with cranky electronics. All this and an outtake on The Let's Game. I'm Wendy Sheridan, and you're listening to The Leftscape, the shape of progressive conversation.
1: Hi, I'm Mary McGinley. And hi, I'm Robin Renee. We wanted to start out with correcting an error that we made in episode 26. We, <laughs> we mentioned Mo-mem- Movember, uh, which we said had something to do with Michelle Obama's health initiative. Because we mispron- I mis- We some of us mispronounced it. Movember I think we called it. I think so yeah.
0: Movember. Movember, (laughs) right.
1: (laughs) But Movember is actually uh, when men grow mustaches in the month of November and raise money for things like prostate cancer, testicular cancer, mental health, and suicide prevention. I wonder where they got the move from then. Like mustache November? Or mowing, uh-huh. or lack of mowing your face. I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of where my brain went. That could be. <laughs> and But Michelle Obama's uh, thing was called Let's Move, which was focused on raising a healthier generation of kids. So that is the, uh, the correction of the day.
0: So this week we are in the middle of Human Rights Week. And today, on um, December 12th, is Ambrosia Day, Dingling Day, which is actually call someone you haven't heard from in a while and
1: not the Chuck Berry not the song. Chuck, you don't play the Chuck Berry song? I could. I yeah. could but
2: call them and play the song for them. This <laughs> <laughs> is and I sure the love Chuck that Berry
0: song. <laughs> uh, it's also Gingerbread House Day and Poinsettia
1: Day. Yeah. And birthdays today uh, is, is the birthday of Frank Sinatra. And Harry Warner of the Warner Brothers, Edward Munch, Munch, uh, who painted The Scream. Uh, it's also Edward G. Robinson, Ernie Morrison, who was the only Black member of the East Side Kids, and also was part of our gang. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Uh, and the living people who we can wish a happy current birthday to: Bob Barker, Bill Nye, Dionne Warwick, who I saw in Bethesda. Uh, about a year ago or so she was great to see live It was really cool oh,
2: yeah I love her doing Bert Baccarat music
1: yes yeah he wrote a lot of great things for her or offered them to her first I would say I guess as a vocalist um, and Sheila E yeah she played uh, in Rahway this past summer and
0: at the mayor's free concert series so they blocked off a street downtown and it was a big block party and she got Pretty much everybody, the several hundred people who were there dancing, it was fun. That's cool. She, she rocks and drums. Oh, she really she kicked ass. It was she was great. That's
1: cool. And it is also the birthday of Connie Francis, Maia Bialik, uh, Jennifer Connolly, Sarah Douglas, who was in Babylon Five and a lot of other things. Yes, she's a, a famous
0: British actress that did a lot of sci-fi stuff. <laughs> so that's how I know her. No,
1: we, she she makes our list. Yes. And the next person definitely makes the list because of me, because Denny Diaz was the guitarist and a founding member of Steely Dan. So that's cool. We all all have the things we geek out on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) On this day in history, in 1787, Pennsylvania became the second state to ratify the U.S. Constitution. And in 1963, Kenya declared independence from the U.K., In 2009, on this day, Houston became the largest U.S. city to have an openly gay mayor, Anise Parker. Well, lots going on. This past week, there were funerals. It seemed like there was a funeral every day for the same guy.
0: (laughs) No, there was just one funeral. It just... Dragged on, yeah. No, no, well, there were two. Oh, were there two? Yeah. Yeah. No, there's there was only one. Was the
1: national one, and then, then there was the. Uh, there, but
2: there was a whole ceremony with the, the coffin coming in a plane, the
0: coffin coming out of a plane. The
2: um, well, that's
0: the pomp and circumstance of a presidential funeral, and then lying deal.
1: in state, and a military with person. So we are talking about Bush Forty-One. Yes, Bush Senior. Yes. Um who has a pretty complicated legacy, I would say. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
2: I, I was kind of amazed that so many people were lining up to stand in line all through the cold night, just to file past his uh, coffin. Uh, he seemed to have been very loved by people, and that kind of shocked me. Hmm. Mm-hmm. No,
0: it's after you're dead, everybody forgets all the shitty things you do. Especially at the funeral That sounds Shakespearean (laughs) (laughs) It's it's humanity It's like don't speak ill of the dead Except Mm. that you know He didn't really lift a lot of fingers When thousands of gay people were dying of AIDS You know
1: That's the sad thing You know it's weird I
0: I read um, I mean he was really He did some good things for immigration
1: Yeah So I guess that's nice (laughs) (laughs) that was actually one one thing that I did see I was looking back at an old debate where I believe he was still a candidate for president and he was very reasonable in talking about a, a pathway to citizenship for people and that was it kind of surprised me because I'd forgotten how far to the right everything has moved in a lot of ways in our country oh in every way in many ways yeah and to kind of think oh that was a pretty centrist to right-leaning Republican opinion at a certain point in time which is really not where we are right now you know um but that was weird you know but it was I've been reminded of a lot of things I've been really um you know listening to things where I have to remember like yeah the the things that he didn't do. I mean, it was it was more like an absence of what he and Reagan could have done for AIDS that didn't happen, which is really sad.
0: And the thing that surprised me when when all of this was coming back up is uh, social media was reminding us that it was Nancy Pelosi and and Elizabeth Taylor who went before the the Congress and. You know gave them uh talked to them about aids and why aids needs to be researched and funded so you know everybody's oh, bashing that. pelosi you know hey she's she was
1: she's done good things so oh, yeah absolutely and um so yeah it's a really mixed thing i i did a uh reunion concert with my old band spy gods in april and it was interesting to notice that uh, most of our songs that were political in nature were complaining about George H.W. Bush <laughs> things. And I'm like, okay, well, this band existed a long time ago, first of all, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the critiques are still very uh, relevant to today, I think, in terms of what's going on. But also, his he did warn against the real crazy aspect of that party that was starting to crop up at the time. And he at least gave lip service to it not being good. Yeah. Now I don't know so, that he what, acted what do you mean?
0: Well, that was the, sort of the inception of the the tea party was sort of thinking about getting born.
1: Yeah. Well, this, it was the, it was the right He warned against it? Yeah, he was saying, you know, that there's a there's a sector of this party that if they were to really get in control, it would be a bad thing. <laughs> Yeah. So, that was
2: I I was reading somewhere though
1: where he was bringing more evangelicals
2: into the party.
1: I think that's the mixed That's the mixed legacy, you know. He definitely I and I think he probably believed that they were not a great aspect of the party, but when at least my understanding from what I've been listening to and sort of just trying to catch up on in terms of reading the whole legacy, you know, he um He said that, but when it came down to like whether or not we're going to win an election, he would kind of capitulate to some of those Um, influences. So ultimately, he may have had the philosophy of keeping those them out, but didn't do a lot to make that happen when he could have, which is which is uh, not great. Well, (laughs) we're here, hmm, but we're here. Yeah, we're We're here here now. I mean, you know. yeah i think his son
0: fucked things up worse than he did but that i think is you true. know but even that it, it has not it doesn't matter because the bar has been lowered so much now <laughs> that you know i mean when during the second bush administration i bought myself a little button that said i never thought i'd miss nixon
1: oh right
0: and you know what we've got now it's <laughs> <laughs> it's I I it, it's, I'm throwing my hands up. I have no words. Yeah.
1: But um I feel like he was a my, in my opinion, he seemed like a reasonable person with whom I disagreed in a lot of ways. Okay. Which is different I, from just a complete monster. <laughs> That wasn't the word I was going to say, but that's a good word. Uh, that's a good word.
0: I'm sorry. Who actually Who
1: actually got credit for not ruining a funeral by, you know, so. If that's the, yeah. the use of the bar is pretty low right now. I think it's about that. Low. Oh, we're
0: all happy because he didn't like to have a tantrum in the church. Right.
1: That. Yeah, people were saying he was very presidential. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're here now. <laughs> anyway. So in other words,
2: though, he, he was someone you could disagree
1: with and yet still respect. I think so. Ultimately, yes. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is, you know, not how I feel about 45. So we have yeah, the bar has I, moved, definitely.
2: That was very strange to look at the picture of all those past presidents. In the pew in the church, and Trump coming along, they, they just look so uh, awkward. They're all sitting together in the pew, you know. Yeah. And and uh, Trump throwing his coat at the at the um, Marine Corps usher.
1: Oh, like, I didn't see that. I didn't, w- I didn't. I didn't watch code. much of it, but I'm I'm not surprised. Yeah. No. Eh, well. R.I.P. Hmm, what else is going on though?
2: Is there anything in the heavy metal world?
1: (laughs) That's a segue. Well, (laughs) there actually is. There's a cool thing that I noticed uh, that's coming up in January. It is an anti-fascist, anti-racist metal festival called Black Flags Over Brooklyn. (laughs) which, Which sounds cool you know i mean i know i'm not a metal person per se but i definitely come from the punk rock tradition and um there was definitely an issue with the racist aspect of fans coming in and and certain bands that were playing like racist music you know that was like in the, there. Punk,
0: in the punk arena yes okay yes. yeah
1: because that's also happening in the metal mm-hmm. world too mm-hmm. Right, so this this is an event that's happening um, January 25th and 26th, and it's got a whole bunch of bands playing in Brooklyn, and their focus is to eliminate bigotry of all kinds from the metal scene, which I think is a pretty... Yeah, it's cool. A noble cause. Yes, absolutely. So I'm hoping lots Mm -hmm. of people come
0: out. And I can kind of understand why those two genres of music would attract uh the because they're they're kind of born out of anger mm. and and the fascists are also angry mm.
1: <laughs> this is true
0: it's angry music yeah yeah especially yeah. metal especially i don't know which flavor of metal this is but uh certain metal it's sound uh, yeah that's why i i kind of stopped listening to it because it's it was always, I'm never angry enough to get into listening to that music anymore. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I kind of have reminiscent and you of anger. you pretty
1: angry, too, don't you?
0: <laughs> I know. It's a different type of anger, I think. <laughs> well, I don't know. If there was, a like, this feminist metal band that would scream about men, I'd probably listen to them.
1: Mm, mm. I Pussy Riot, Riot maybe? Maybe. Well, I don't well, know. Yeah. <laughs> Are they metal? Well, they're more punk. And <laughs> they're also in Russian yeah so are they out of jail that i don't know (laughs) that would be a good question but these (laughs) bands are uh dawn raid regana mourn vile creature chipong and white phosphorus and i have to admit i am not familiar with these bands because as i said it's not quite my scene but they're going to be at the brooklyn bazaar on january 25th and 26th so we put information about it i'm really want to support all music scenes that are in support of uh diversity and for yeah progressive causes so yeah
2: we just want to ask all our listeners to uh contact us let us know how you think we're doing and give us a review especially if you can do it on on iTunes or wherever it is that you pick up your podcast. That really helps us a lot. It helps to spread the word that we we exist. So thanks for listening
1: and spread the word. Yes, thanks for supporting Progressive Conversation.
2: And uh, this is kind of cool that we've been uh, doing this now for half a year. And um, I, I think it's time to stop and reflect on what our favorite moments are and what we like about what we've done, maybe what we don't like about what we've done, and see
1: where we go from here. There were a few shows that I really appreciated. Yeah, what were they? I really liked our 4th of July show. Oh, um, yeah. Which was
0: episode 6. I also enjoyed that one a lot especially your playlist. On yeah. on the 4th of July, I sat there and, and played the whole thing and was dancing around. and
2: <laughs> Yeah, it was my John Philip Sousa
0: fix for the year.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's cool. I think I probably forwarded through a few of those. but <laughs> I don't think there were more than two. Maybe there were. I don't remember, well, but I, it but I liked it. I did enjoy the whole thing. It was kind of like yeah. I like creating sort of an arc of sound over several hours so it was good you know it was a lot of fun Um, it was a bunch of different versions of America I think Mm -hmm. there were a couple at least yeah (laughs) and I also really liked on that same episode Wendy talked about the black women power justice system in Fulton Georgia and I just remember looking at the photo of all those women in power and it just felt really it was a really good thing it made me very happy yes I I thought that
0: was a really cool thing and, and I think We should draw straws, and one of us needs to
1: get a hold of them and interview one of them for the show. That is a good challenge. I like that. (laughs) That would be really great. Yeah, if we can find the old article and find
2: out their names and stuff. Oh, yeah, we can do that.
0: Well, we know what town it is, and they're doing the entire criminal justice system, so they'll be pretty easy to find (laughs) in in the city directory. Right.
2: Mm -hmm. I think that um, one of the episodes that I found particularly fun was when we got the limericks
0: back from people and started reading them on the air that was fun i was surprised at the quantity of entries and the quality of the entries yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah you guys are you guys our listeners are kicking ass and and we're going to do more contests
1: when we can think of them like <laughs> what kind of contests to do yes they have to be sufficiently silly and <laughs> sufficiently political, perhaps. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. <laughs> we'll see what we come up with. Uh, you just reminded
2: me that a friend of mine, her family has a, a tradition that every Thanksgiving, now it's too late for Thanksgiving, but every Thanksgiving they they have a, um, uh, they take a survey. What should they name their turkey? They sh- And they give the turkey a name of somebody who deserves to be a turkey turkey. Um, Oh, I think that this year they named it uh Sarah um Sarah Huckabee. Hucka yeah, yeah, Sarah Huckabee. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to eat that. I don't know. That was just they they wanted to name they wanted to say who's the biggest turkey this year. Yeah, but then you eat it. You ingest that. That's ew. <laughs> well. <laughs> I didn't do it they do it but I think it, that that's an idea. To do something like that, but we don't have to eat it.
0: I I think it's interesting to like name something you don't like and then cook it, but
1: you know, it's food. (laughs) (laughs) I'll name the salad (laughs) (laughs) or something. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, I don't know that that will be our contest, but that's a good idea. That's an interesting idea. Like naming a (laughs) really big radish. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So we had one episode that really um, hit me very powerfully and that was The Stirred Up Demons, which was episode 19 Mm. in October and that was the episode where we were the whole uh, Kavanaugh hearings were going on and it was really it was really upsetting. It was a really, really difficult conversation and I guess for me, I wound up having a lot of healing happened because i just with everything going on i was really forced to think about and remember things that happened when i was younger which were really shitty but also really made me kind of confront and and do some healing which was a ultimately a very positive thing
0: yeah, yeah i mean that's great. kavanaugh brought up it, it i think it, it it's kavanaugh's hearing re-traumatized pretty much the half the population of this country. Yeah. So if at least
2: some of those people can have the healing that you had from it, then it, it
1: ends up being a positive thing. Uh, Yeah. I mean, whether his presence on the uh, court is a net positive or not, I don't think I'd say that, but I think that the, the experience of, of, um, having the occasion to think about the issues of assault and, um, other types of things, even though it's really hard i'm I'm glad that it i am glad for that because it did create some healing so you know i hope that our conversation was able to help get some people to where they need to be in order to heal whatever that takes yeah Mm -hmm. that's why
0: we're here here. i don't know i had i had a lot of fun with uh i think it was two two episodes ago where we were myth busting
1: yes that's on my list too
0: (laughs) I wanna do more.
1: I wanna bust more myths.
0: Yeah.
1: What was fun about that for you? Did you have a particular uh, myth that you
0: I, I you know, I I <laughs> I think a lot of them were I think hearing the stuff from you um was was more interesting than me talking about my dad's testicles, but I, I, I know <laughs> that you guys like had a big laugh about that. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh you know, like the the myths about bi people and um, and about black people, black,
1: <laughs> black people sp- getting sunburned. Yeah, I mean shock, shock people. and amazement, or camping, or okay. swimming. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I yeah like, I do
0: all those things. I know it's I, true. I, I find it fascinating and amazing that people think an entire class race of people just because of the colors of their skin aren't going to participate in an activity right it, it <laughs> that makes no sense to me <laughs> yeah but that
1: that was a that was a fun show we laughed a lot so we i enjoyed that yeah definitely
0: and uh i also really um i really enjoyed interviewing my friend joy you know, she popped my cherry as an interviewer uh, and uh, I didn't tell her that, and maybe she'll be happy to hear that. <laughs> I don't know um, and I'm hoping to uh, get the nerve up to
1: interview more people going forward. I hope you will. I really appreciated that interview. okay. and I especially love the it was a very easy going conversation. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah and that's yeah. that's great. and that's what I'm hoping to be able to um, co-create with people that I talk to in the future too. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I had down on my list that I liked the interviews in general, but also specifically that one that you did, Wendy, uh, because it, it really uh, it was so matter of fact and yet so deep at the same time. Um, I, I think you really brought out a lot up from her, and uh, and I th- found it very interesting too.
0: Yeah, I did too. I had I had no idea. That the introduction when you start taking hormones that it you become emotionally a fourteen year old girl and and I've since since talking to Joy I've I've heard the same thing from a few other people who are transitioning and I and I realize now that that's actually a thing, um, and I'm remembering my when I was fourteen and and going through something like that as an adult I can't imagine exactly (laughs) how what a trip that is for them that's all yeah I mean I guess it's I guess in some ways it's easier because they don't have parents like trying to force you into certain avenues of behavior or keeping you from doing stuff or exploring stuff because Mm -hmm. when you're actually 14 you can't do anything you're just sitting there with with these feelings that you can't You just sit in your room and like freak out so
1: yeah (laughs) it's an it's a weird thing you know I want wound up having some hormone therapies of various types um, years ago still but I was an adult you know Mm. and it I wound up really respecting the endocrine system because my (laughs) new changes of hormone levels and things would I would go from being a normal person to being like I want to die for the like 48 hours I would be like oh well, in that's... really scary places wow, but wow. but at least I knew that after a while I realized like okay this is a thing that's going to happen if I take this pill and then it'll pass and I'll be okay which I didn't know when I was 14 when right. I was having hormone levels shifting around and stuff so I'm glad that I survived that time because I could have easily just thought like oh this is the end I can't I'll never this will never change. When it, it it does, it's it's it was chemical, you mm. know. So it was a very, very weird time. Well, that's also, also
0: your remind. That kind of stuff. You're, what you were describing is kind of oh, well, that's just like taking birth control pills. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, it's at that point, uh, it's it's different because you've already gone through the puberty insanity, mm-hmm. and then you're just well, I, and it's also getting the right formula because i i was on a pill for one month that turned me it was basically 30 days of pms and i and people would see me come into the room and they'd hide and i'd say <laughs> am i being bitchier than normal and and then i hear a very scared yeah
1: maybe well that's good birth control because <laughs> no one would want to be anywhere near you so <laughs> that's that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> But um, it's, it's, I think it's a really beautiful thing if someone wants to transition and they're able to have access to that. And it really, I, I know that for people that I've talked to, that transformation is just, um, I'm not sure there are enti- entirely words for it, but you, someone really be- starts becoming who they always knew it's they were. The, it's the, it's the, blossoming, it's the it's blossoming. It's the blossoming, exactly. And it's
0: also the, the butterfly coming out of the chrysalis. Yes because I think that's even a better metaphor Mm -hmm. because the caterpillar and the butterfly are are almost like two completely different creatures. Yeah. You know, and they get a different name and they get a different appearance and, you know. So it's, I think it's, uh, it's apt.
1: So more interviews, more, we're looking forward to the next half year and on beyond.
0: Next week on the Leftscape, the three of us will be discussing the intersectional feminist aspects
1: of the new She-Ra series.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm Robin Renee. You can find me online at robinrenee.com, and you can find my music on iTunes, CD Baby, Pandora, Spotify, and elsewhere around the web. On Friday, December twenty-second, I'll be performing at Cross Pollination Gallery. It is their holiday concert at 69 Bridge Street, Lambertville, New Jersey. It starts uh, pretty early. It's 5 to 8 p.m. And the other artists on the bill are Gerard Dudka and Richard Jarbo. So please check it out if you are in the area. And also, Quest of Life Media and Broadcast is a nonprofit LGBT singer-songwriter support service organization. And they've just announced their first holiday release. It's called Holiday 2018. The compilation has... um, 14 LGBT artists, including Freddie Freeman, Noreen Braun, Nnamdi Brennett, Jay Spears, and myself. I have a parody song called "Hare Krishna Christmas, and that is on the album as well. So it's it's a really nice listen. Um, And please check it out, support them. Their website is questoflife.org, and that is where you can get your copy. So thanks so much, and I hope you're having a great holiday season.
0: The Leftscape is sponsored by Harlequin and Other Fantasies, a meditative coloring book for grown-ups. Over 30 original illustrations to color, printed on 80-pound cover stock paper to avoid bleed-through with alcohol-based markers like Sharpies. Spiral-bound to lay flat when open. Printed on one side so you can frame your masterpiece without sacrificing another drawing. Subjects include animals, people, mandalas, steampunk, Celtic knotwork, and so much more. Use Leftscape at checkout to get free shipping. See the Leftscape website for details. Purchase Harlequin and other fantasies from wendycards.com. So uh, what are we watching these days or recently that is notable and listening to? What's notable is what just
2: came out is the second season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, so, yes. Have so, you seen it yet? <laughs> yes. I watched, the whole, I watched the whole thing. Oh, me too. I yeah. totally yeah. pinched it in two days. Yeah. Me too. I did that. And the thing is, is my husband wants to watch it and I watched it in secret. So, you know, just because I was mad at him, I watched it on my own. <laughs> oh,
0: boy. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, uh, <laughs> what's, there's got to be a term for that. <laughs> passive-aggressive television viewing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Is it passive-aggressive that you're watching it? Yeah, well, oh, bigger, he doesn't even know. He doesn't know that I watched it. So. Are you going to watch it again with him? Probably. I mean, I know I, I, I've i already seen the first episode twice because Rich came home late and, and then I said, you have to watch this.
1: Uh, it, it's because Tony Shaloub is just <laughs> Oh, amazing no, he's, even he so he's even better than the first year he's even better so tell me the basic thing about this because
0: i have no oh, clue. okay it's it's uh it's a series on amazon and it's about uh a jewish woman in the 1950s who decides to become a stand-up comic her husband wants
2: to be a stand-up comic and she helps him and he's terrible at it but
0: she's good at it so yeah and uh so there's a lot of family drama a lot of um a lot of weird jewish stuff that it's it's exaggerated and it's certainly it reminds me enough about my own family that it's really funny but it's like way over the top from what my family was it's
2: written and and directed and produced by the people who did the gilmore girls which was not reality either. So this is not reality. This is it's heightened. Yeah, they, it's exaggerated. Yeah, yeah. But it's just it's fun to see the the evolution of someone becoming a stand up comedian in that time.
0: And the casting is brilliant. Um, and the woman who plays Penny, who's the uh, the other woman in oh, the, the secretary. Main yeah, the secretary that's uh uh that's a uh classmate oh. of my daughter's from college. Oh, okay. Which is good and not good cuz I could totally see my daughter in the lead role. <laughs> uh, you no, know, I was thinking that too. She's got that look.
2: Yeah. And actually
0: I applied I applied to be an extra, uh but they did not pick me. I think cuz my hair was blue. Oh. Um <laughs>
2: Yeah, because not- they were
0: looking. They were looking for people. I mean, they were looking for extras for season two uh, a few months ago, and I'm I'm assuming it's to shoot all of those camping or a- oh up in the yeah Catskills when they're at yeah. cat skills. Yeah, yeah. So that's a great show.
2: What I like too is that it has um, uh, the character of Lenny Bruce in there, yeah. and he I think it's done very well, Lenny Bruce, and I enjoy watching his parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: What else are people watching? Um, well, there was uh there's a series on HBO Go because they're I don't think they're really broadcasting it here because when you look at HBO's offerings online, um you get to see all their international stuff. And this is this is produced by HBO Asia. Mm-hmm and it's mm-hmm. it's Japanese and it dubbed um and it's called Miss Sherlock. And it's basically uh, a detective story in Japan, and, and Sherlock is a woman. and and then she ends up kind of getting this sidekick person kind of sorta. Of. Uh, at the beginning, it's like they're very antagonistic to each other, but by the end of the series, they're they're friends. Um, and her name is Wato. So, People who would talk to her formerly would call her Watson. Oh, I get it. I get it. Oh. <laughs> and they solve mysteries. And it's, it's Yeah, it's I I enjoyed that a lot. She's uh, she's a very you know the the woman playing Sherlock is a very strong female character. She's very smart and she doesn't take any shit from anybody. <laughs> um, and I like that. Uh, and I've been watching She-Ra and I'm making you guys watch it so we can talk about it next week.
1: <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be cool. hmm And what have you been listening to, Robin? Well, I actually watched something. Ooh. Oh, what'd you watch? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a much of a TV person, but you will not be shocked that I watched a show called A Squirrel's Guide to Success ah! <laughs> <laughs> on Nature. Where? <laughs> because on the Nature the, Channel? Yes, yeah, because people, well on the TV show Nature on PBS, Oh. Uh-huh. and people far and wide send me squirrel pictures and information <laughs> on Facebook, <laughs> and so my friend Andy Campbell informed me about this show, which I was actually very excited to watch, and one of the weird facts that I learned is that squirrels' brains actually grow in the fall, that, or at least the, I know for gray squirrels this is true, it may not be True for all of the subspecies and things, but they when they need more brain power to remember where they're hiding their nuts, they their (laughs) brains grow so they can actually do those things. Uh And then in the spring they they shrink back. I guess they don't have to worry about as many things. So I was like, that's that is an interesting fact. I did not know that, Mm. (laughs) but it was a fun show. It was very cool. But it was also something I've been listening to, which is more serious. Um, which is a it was a seven part. Uh, podcast series called Bagman. Oh, yes, I was listening to that too. Yeah, and that is uh, Rachel Maddow's series about Spear Agnew. Oh, which was cool. Like, I had forgotten his story. I mean, I, I knew that he was Nixon's um, vice president. And then he disappeared
2: somehow. Right.
1: I also knew that Ford was, you know, succeeded him. So I was like, how did I never thought about what happened in between? Right and it turned out that uh agnew was a real and he was really criminal (laughs) basically (laughs) and took all kinds of bribes and everything like starting from where he was in in baltimore and basically took it into the white house and was um just all kinds of scandals and everything but he they actually got him out of office before nixon because some of the people surrounding them and the prosecutors realized if this guy became president before we get Bef- you know, if Nixon leaves before he does, that's not gonna be a good thing either, you know. So it was I a- guess they forgot that. <laughs> they were like,
0: oh that too <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm just thinking about our current situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's why to- Rachel
2: Maddow did this series in the first place because it has so much relevance
1: to today. There are some incredible parallels. I mean he was talking about how the press is the enemy and then I mean, he said so many things oh, yeah. that were like so familiar, which I didn't I didn't know this
2: it was it was like like trump took the playbook directly
0: from Agnew. yeah well he needs to pay attention about how these stories end but you know other than that um grant Matt Groening, when he when he when he got greenlit for futurama um he put Nixon's head in a jar and he did that because he was he was able to just shit all over Nixon again and and he enjoyed doing that and in later seasons when Nixon was around uh, Agnew was this headless sort of Frankenstein's monster
1: <laughs> so That's with the body without a Agnew's head.
0: clone it was clones because oh. they kept dying and they kept coming back so there's more clones well but yeah, uh, Agnew was reduced to this headless thing going all the time.
1: <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, but I really recommend that series if people want to learn some history and listen to it. It was it was really enjoyable. I liked it. Yeah.
2: And you know, Ray, uh, Rachel Maddow made a, a comment at one point that she said, uh, doing this is killing me. I thought, <laughs> what does she mean? <laughs> like, I think it's a lot of work for her. She did a lot of... She did a lot of research and writing and all on it, too. But it was, it's only six episodes, so I'm glad that it didn't kill her.
1: It was like seven. It was like or six seven. regular yeah. episodes, and the seventh was more like interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there were interviews throughout, but the seventh was kind of different, I thought. But I, yeah, it was good. Absolutely worth it.
0: You've been listening to the Leftscape Podcast. Find us online at leftscape.com on Twitter at Leftscape, and on Facebook at Leftscape. The Leftscape, the shape of progressive conversation. New episodes every Wednesday. Next week on The Leftscape, we uh, are going to be talking about what the hell was I saying about it? Oh, okay. Intersectional She-Ra feminism. Take two. Take two. Yeah, it's intersectional feminism. Yes. <laughs> through the lens of Shira. Uh...
1: <laughs> sounds so pretentious. I know. I love That's it. That's why you have to say it. I now. know. <laughs> 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 oh, I <little>. well.
0: <clears throat> Next week on The Leftscape, the three of us will discuss... the three of us will i'm keeping this take all right try it again